Today's Batch It Up is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 to get 20% off your order. No minimum. I want to announce that we're going to be doing a giveaway. Cufflinks.com has an awesome brand called Oxen Bull, and we're going to be giving away a set. Silver and Onyx stud set. Also, brushed stainless steel tie clip. Also, Heathered Blue Wool Men's Tie. We got a tie, a tie clip, and a stud set. That's going to look awesome. This is mm, wearable art, as I like to say. And it's going to be given away to a listener of this podcast. All you've got to do is send us an email. That's it. Just send us an email. Get in touch. We love keeping in touch with everyone. Tell us about The Bachelor. Just reach out to us and you'll be entered to win. That's a silver and onyx stud set, a brushed stainless steel tie clip, and a heathered blue wool men's tie. That's almost $150 worth of prizes by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go over to Cufflinks.com slash DVR and check out all their awesome stuff today. Today, we'll be talking about The Bachelor, Pilot Pete, Episode 9. It's the Fantasy Suites. It's time to batch it up. Hello and welcome back. My name is Axel, and of course, my co-host is Sarah. How you doing, Sarah? I'm doing great. I'm ready to batch it up. There was a lot happening this week. <laughs> oh, there was a lot. Oh, there was a lot. This was an episode, but you know what? It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I it really was did one enjoy of the better it. episodes yeah. of the season. That's for it sure. It was. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast part of the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at dvrpodcast.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Email us at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. You'll be entered into our Cufflinks giveaway. we got a Facebook group you can join for Daily DVR. And we have an Instagram as well. What's our Instagram? Follow us at batchitup underscore pod. Yeah. Sarah does the Instagramming. <laughs> I'm not, you know, for someone my age, I should be better <laughs> at social media, but it's a work in progress. We're getting there. We all just got to try. <laughs> we just got to keep trying. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, before we get into uh, the fantasy suites, we do have a little bit of news. And I texted you as soon as I saw this. And I think you actually had put something on the Instagram. Um, oh, yeah. As soon as I saw the first official ad for the senior bachelor. Oh, man. I love it. Uh, I I. I'm so excited that me like we had heard rumblings about it, but I don't think it had been officially confirmed. And so this is them confirming that this is going to be a thing. And I'm, I'm excited. The more I think about it, the more I'm all in on this. What do you think the age is? Is it 65 or older? Well, I was thinking about that because senior could be taken a lot of different ways, you know, a lot of different places. It's like 50 or over or like social security age, 65 and older. So I think it would be a better show if it was like 50 and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have no idea. I was actually doing some research um, and looked. I was looking at the casting page, at all the questions that they had. Um, I, I, I didn't get a um, sense for exactly what the age range, age range was. Um, but I'm looking forward to when – man, they have a lot of shows on the docket. They are going to be cra- – <laughs> like – I I, th- I guess Dancing with the Stars is just going to have to slide in for like a month every now and then yeah. at this rate, you know? Or it's just going to become Dancing with the Bachelors. <laughs> hey, I'd be all in on that. You know, like they'll just slowly take it over. That. Yeah, um, yeah I th- I'm excited about this. I think it could be a lot of fun. And I like that they're going in this direction because Listen to Your Heart is kind of weird. And after seeing, there was also an extended look at that for the first yes. time. Yeah, we got a lot of yeah. looks at, at there. What did you think? I mean, I thought it's it's interesting. I guess they live in a house together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's more like paradise though than it is like Bachelor. It, so it kind of looks like a cross between American Idol and paradise yeah. and big and big brother yep. all, all wrapped into one. So that kind of intrigued me. Um, I, I saw that we got a little bit of Jojo on there, which I'm excited to see. Um, but yeah, I, it's going to be an interesting, interesting show to, to watch. 
I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I kind of, I didn't get the singing part until you see that they're actually tasked with performances. Right. And there was actually a really good um, reality show with, oh man, what what's her name? The woman from Four Non-Blondes who was married to Sarah Gilbert. I can't remember her name, but she had oh. a- I know, I know who you're talking about. I can't, I can't think of her name. Yeah. She ended up right. Like she wrote for everyone eventually. Mm -hmm. Right. And she had a show where everybody kind of came to a mansion and then each week they would do a performance. So I kind of like that. And I, 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 I thought it was, it made sense to me. Whereas before I completely had no idea what the, I just thought it's a musical like it's just going to be a bunch of jeds. They're just going to sing at each other. Right, but I like right. the way they're putting it into an audience and a stage, and there's that performative aspect. It seems so, like there's going to be a bit more of a competition aspect to yeah. it, which I am excited about. Which is I, cool too, because it's like, oh, we lost, but our love shined, and then other people be like, no, we lost. It means we're not in love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. That's for sure. I'm going off the deep end. Um, I wanted to give a quick plug for Love is Blind. I think I may have mentioned it last week. I'm not sure. Uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really fun. It's an interesting show. Though, I will have to say this. I don't want to give any spoilers. But I think it kind of shows the difference between where Netflix goes and where The Bachelor goes in terms of how much they show because Love is Blind only ends up being like 11 episodes or something. Um, And it's basically couples talking to each other in pods and, and then before they meet each other. Mm-hmm. And then agreeing to get married, kind of a married at first sight thing. Um, but they cut a lot. It's like they just like a, it. things happen very quickly. And I, I bring it up because often we complain on The Bachelor, like, oh, that date was long or why did they show this or every episode's two hours. And it mm-hmm. actually kind of made me appreciate some of the more awkward moments that they show and there was a lot of those in this episode that i was kind of happy they showed them to us mm-hmm. where they're just sitting there and they don't really have anything to say to each other yeah some of that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah that's good stuff right yeah, like yeah. i it made me it's just i wanted to shout it out but also it's so slick that it made me actually after watching like 10 episodes of that in the last like week it made me really appreciate kind of the more, I guess, boring parts of The Bachelor that Mm -hmm. actually get you to know the characters. Right. Yeah, so I haven't had a chance to watch this show yet. I know a lot of people have been talking about it. It's definitely on my my list of of things to watch, but it's crazy. Like, there's just so much content out there to watch. It's hard to keep up with everything. Um, But I definitely am looking forward to watching this soon, very soon. What else we got? We got some. What did you? What is this? Becca and Demi had a feud. So this was a pretty deep dive I made on Twitter one night when I was really bored. I saw that Becca Baca, um, oh, Baca. <laughs> Baca is who I'm referring to, um, had to tweet out something like an apology or whatever, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" And it seemed like something happened between her and Demi. So dug a little deeper and it turns out that I guess Demi is coming out with a clothing line or has come out with a clothing line and sent some samples to Baca. And in turn, I'm just going to start calling her Becca now. (laughs) Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Becca posted some of the items on one of these sites like ThreadUp or what have you trying to sell the free samples that she got. And Demi threw some shade at her on Twitter and basically showed her that Demi purchased the items that Becca was selling on these sites. And so it turned into this whole thing of Becca was being slimy, like everyone was team Demi. Um, and Becca came out and um, and tweeted her screenshots with Demi basically apologizing 
and them working it out and that everything was fine. <laughs> but it was oh, very weird. She got free – so she basically got like swag free stuff from Demi and then she right. tried to sell it yeah. without anybody find. You know yeah. what? Eh, I don't really mind that. Why not I mean, sell it? She's she has a baby. She's got one on yeah. the way. I, she probably needs some more side hustle money. I I know she's like Why she not? has her own podcast. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah, Demi. Like, yeah, was it a little slimy? Sure, but you don't need to put her on blast. Like, the girl's got to make some money. I guess you I, know I, it's yeah. fine. I don't have a problem with that at all. That's like regifting. I don't have a problem with regifting. True. Yeah. I. Regifting, I guess that kind of falls in the same category because, huh. yeah, I yeah that's that, that's a fair fair assessment. But yeah, so I I don't know if anyone else noticed this happening on Twitter, but I just came across it the other day and was like, oh, this is, and I was like, what the heck happened? Why is everyone talking about Baca and Demi? And that's what happened. Damn. Well, Bachelor Nation going at it, and now let's go at it here. The oh, fantasy yeah. suites. Let's get into it. We pick up right where we left off. And uh, I guess, you know, this episode really centers around Madison and her virginity and her discussions with Pete. So let's just get into it. What did you think about all of this? So I have a lot of thoughts about this and I I spent – way too much time today thinking about how, <laughs> Me too. I, how I to articulate these thoughts because I wanted to be very um, thoughtful with how I, with how I basically explain my thought process. Um, but I'll, I'll start with this at, at the airport, the Camarillo airport, Maddie pulls Peter aside to talk about fantasy suites. I, I definitely think Maddie could have, verbalized what she wanted from Peter a lot better. She basically, all she said was that if you sleep with these other women, I'm going to have trouble moving forward in this process. I think she definitely should have explained a little bit more why. I do think Peter was acting very naive because I don't think he was thrilled to hear that because he literally just gave Victoria a rose so he could bang her. You know, and so he's probably like, "Well, damn! Like this isn't this isn't going to work for me." I really his face was like, you know, he was so he was acting like such a like naive little thirteen year old boy. I know. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like Peter, get with the program. You literally were just at her home where her dad was talking about how pure she is. Like, make some inferences, dude. Yes. Like, stop acting like an idiot. I think he was playing the naive card because mm-hmm. he wanted a pass to be able to sleep with Victoria still and be able to still have and probably that. Hannah too. Well, true. That that's very true. Um but I I definitely understood Madison's need to talk to Peter about this. I do think she should have articulated it a little bit better and I think the conversation that they had after after their day date in Australia, that conversation should have been had at the airport or even on their last one-on-one when she was opening up about how important her faith was to her. I think that would have been a perfect opportunity for her to go in to what her beliefs were. And, and I'll, I'll touch on more on that later I, when we get down to her, to her date. But I, I definitely think she could have articulated it better. I 100% agree. And you know what? I like Madison. I, I'm a huge Madison yeah, fan. Yeah, I like her. I think she's funny. I think yeah. she's cool. If there was one person, one woman that he had an interest in, because we didn't get to know so many other ones, mm-hmm. that he's, I would pick her as probably the one I'd want to sit down and talk to, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, she seems awesome. Like yeah. Seems like a good hang too, right? Yeah, fun. Get along with all the girls and everything. She just seems very low drama. Um, I I'm a huge Madison fan, and honestly, became an even bigger fan of her after her hometown her hometown date. I think she really we got to know her more. We got she got to open up more about who she was, and we got to see her basketball skills, which was awesome. So I'm I'm a huge Madison fan. 
But, <laughs> but this is where my butt comes in. Um, I think that, and the reason why I want to say that is because I first wanted to agree that the way Peter handled this was re- really, if somebody handled it uh, kind of more thoughtlessly, it was him, right? not her is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she waited way too long that if you're only having the second ever conversation about this, you're obviously not ready to probably even go steady, let alone get married. Right. Um, and I think her expectations of coming into the bachelor, if this, if I take her actions as being 100% credible, which I, you know, call me naive. I do. I don't think she's acting, you know, um, then her expectations are totally off base. She knew that they were going to come down to the fantasy suites. She knew that it's pilot Pete, the guy who went four times in the windmill. Right. And I can understand if it all just happened so fast, you know, I mean, I've been on the Facebook page and talking to people having conversations Mm -hmm. and, uh, some people have made that argument. Hey, it just happened so fast. And then she got there, but even the way she was trying, they talked for like five minutes or something. And I still didn't even understand what she was saying. And then somehow he talks for her, right? He's like, so what you're saying is this. And then she's kind of like, well, I guess I I didn't even, I just felt this whole thing proves that they are just not a good couple. I think you had it in the notes. Wait, I'm going to scroll down and write what you run. Just not compatible. Right. Right. I agree. I, They're just not, this is not for them. I like think everything they, went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing I, that went right. I, I agree. I, I think that they should have dove in deeper into the faith conversation on their second one-on-one date. And the fact that Peter just glazed over that yeah, immediately, I, I think that was a mistake. And I think, I think Madison should have pushed the issue and been like, no, this is, this is extremely important to me. Um, And I think, I think him saying, I'm, what was it? He said, I'm falling in love with you. Probably kind of was like to her, like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, he totally agrees with me. I I think they're, they just don't communicate well. Mm -hmm. And, and at the end of the day, they, their values don't align. And I just don't think that, that it's going to work out between the two of them if it were to come down to them, you know. Nope. And, and it's sad. And I, I, I want to defend Madison here. We need to remember this is a 23-year-old girl having to – I mean, she's barely an adult, barely out of college, ha- being thrust onto television, having to talk about very intimate details about her life. I get it. I get everyone saying you, you know what you signed up for. But – on the other side of it is like, yes, you know what you signed up for, but you really don't know exactly what you're getting yourself into until you're there, until you have real feelings, until you're actually in front of the cameras. I think it's a whole new ball game once you're actually there as opposed to like, oh my gosh, let me sign up for this fun show. This would be so fun. And I, I honestly do think she signed up for Colton season and was too young, and so they passed on her. Okay, because- that's something that I've heard. But then, yeah. didn't they come back and when she, she knew that she was still coming out for Peter this time? Though it wasn't like the old switcheroo. Right, right, right. And so, yes, there is a side where it's like Madison, it, it, it windmill Pete, it, yes. However, she maybe she was like, well, this will be a fun experience. Um, I'll, I'll meet some new people. I think, honestly, yeah. Madison is She's not manipulative. Here. She's, She's I not manipulative. No, I, think I don't she think. was there. I don't think so either. For, I think she essentially was there for the quote unquote right reasons in a sense that mm. it would be it would be an interesting experience. Yes. That, maybe that maybe she would fall in love. I don't think she 
had malicious intent in any way. No. Um, she is not a Luke at all. No. This is not a situation in which I think she mani- – and I even think that the way that it became um, an ultimatum – um, I was telling my wife last night, this is, the, this is it, honey, if you're listening. I said, I have a different take that's going to surprise you. Um, <laughs> I don't think she's wrong to say to him, if you bang these two other women, I don't really know if I want to be with you. Yeah. I don't I think, think that's wrong. Not even take all the religion or her culture, whatever she – take all of that and throw it out the window, right? Like pretend that she was like an atheist anarchist, right, <laughs> on The Bachelor. And she just said, hey, listen, I'm in love with you already. And if you are – if you – want to go spend two nights with these women. I don't need to have sex with you. And if you don't want to have sex, if you don't have sex with them, that's cool. But to me, sex is just something that, you know, it just, it's something different for me that I want to share with you. Right. So if you go have sex with them, it just shows me that you're not actually that into me. You know, I had, I had the exact same thought process. I think in Madison's mind, her having the conversation with him at the airport was basically her saying, not in a super clear way, but I okay. think in her, mind, in okay. her mind, she was basically telling Peter, if I'm the one, you won't sleep with these other women. That Okay. See, this is what I'm trying to say. Now, I know other people could argue, hey, she should want him to have sex with them. Like, like uh, actually, Victoria made this argument. Or Hannah, I can't remember which one. I believe, I believe it was Hannah. Hannah okay. was like, yeah, go bang. Exactly. Like so you know you're going to have to wake up next to that person. She said something like that. And oh, well, I, Victoria, Victoria said okay. that. Okay. So yeah. they were both kind of saying the more, you know, the a different perspective, which is sex is a natural part of a relationship. You should want to do it. But the thing is, is that the truth is for all different people, in in and outside of religion, sex is personal, right? Exactly. And that's what it's about. Right. So that is the part that I kind of got annoyed, and I want to bring this up at both Hannah and um, Victoria and the producers for kind of like – they treated Luke P like he was a king and showed the big thing of everybody celebrating him when he's home. But they stick her in the same place with the two girls he's having sex with, right? Mm-hmm. And then constantly put make situations. Then both of those women, I thought, went out of their way on several occasions to bring it up. And kind of, you could see, I mean, it's editing too, so you don't know. Absolutely. But it looks like they were kind of putting her nose in it. So in the end, I don't know whether that is a obvious manipulation to make me like her more, you know, maybe it worked, but I just ended up feeling, um, my only negative I had on, well, I did, let's talk about that first. I didn't like the way it was kind of treated by the producers or uh, the other two women. I was going back and forth in my head. I I was like, well, this is an interesting twist that they're giving us. You know, I I appreciate them trying to get creative with having them live together. But at the end of the day, this is – that is torture. Yeah, it was kind of mean. Honestly, making them for her, for her, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Not for them. Hannah and Victoria, they were like, yeah, like do your thing, girl, you know, whatever. But yeah, like, I I mean, obviously this is a choice. They, they, come on. They were in the other room talking about his wee wee size together and joking about it. They didn't care. It was was her that was like, I I was wondering that. I was like, do you think they were like comparing? They probably were. But and go, more power to him. But for her, you could see in her, the way she is, what 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 she grew up with, and what she believes. Right. It was like right. torture for her. And, right. And you know, I, and I, I we've all been on either side of that. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. I think that was in poor taste on the producer's end. Although 
did it make for, I guess, quote unquote, good TV? It did. I, I guess so. <laughs> <It did. laughs> you know? That's so true. It, even though I was, I was like, this is kind of mean and they're doing yeah. this because of her, right? Like, yeah. I th- and, um, but I guess what I wanted to bring up on the Madison part, the part I didn't like, okay. Sure. Is, um, and I think you disagree with me on this. Uh, I actually had a post. I had a post on the Facebook. Group. Let me try to read. It. I said, um, "Okay, I don't. Su- though I ha- don't subscribe to her beliefs. I have no issue with her not wanting to have sex, right, and waiting, right. But what I did take issue with was a, and and I think that even Peter and um, Victoria and Hannah played into this, and maybe that's because they were just trying to be nice to her." But kind of this idea, and she kept on saying like, and the way her dad is saying like, she's pure, right? I want to give myself completely to someone. Um, and the idea that like, it's admirable that she waited, or it's somehow just that there is a right or wrong way to do it. You know what I'm saying? And that she's doing it the right way. And I kind of felt a little bit that that wasn't so cool because it's just a choice. In my mind, her saying she, she, she doesn't deserve any more praise and Victoria and Hannah should just be like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I felt it was just, I don't want to say it was slut shaming them, but I felt that it was unfair categorization that a woman who had had sex before marriage or or if they ended up with Peter, that they couldn't give themselves completely. You know what I'm saying? I or, or somehow even that he couldn't give himself completely to her because he had had sex with another one. I just felt it was that part I didn't like. And I did feel that that I don't want to just say that that was her because I think that even Hannah, I mean, and uh, Victoria kind of played into it to kind of placate her, but um, there's that vibe and that I didn't like. So I definitely, I understand where you're coming from. For me, I think when, when her and Peter were talking and she was very clear to say, I am I'm not judging you for doing that. I'm just, I'm telling you, these are my beliefs. I don't think she was trying to say, I don't, I, I didn't get a slut shaming, slut shaming vibe from, from this at all. I think this was something that, that she feels a decision that she's made. And again, this girl's 23 years old. Yeah. She, she is still making decisions that probably her parents, you know, pushed on her potentially. I, I'm not trying to put. You no, know, I think she's very out. open about that. That that's a but, part. That that's a part of her. That's that's in. Yeah, I think that she accepts that. But I just, she's still 23 years old. I I mean, I I'm Peter's age. I'm 28 years old. I was a completely, I had completely different beliefs at 23 yeah. than what I than that's what a great I point. You at change a lot. Yeah. I mean, within, within five years. And so I, I understand kind of, I kind of where Peter's head's at, but I also, I understand where Madison's head's at. And I don't think she was trying to say, like, I, I don't think she was trying to slut shame in any way. I don't think she was trying to, but I'm well, just going to yeah, say yeah. it's my opinion that I think it kind of came out that way. I, I mean, I don't think she was trying to do it, right? But I think that, especially towards the end, where she was kind of talking about like her sacrifice and, you know, I, I mean, I just basically, to me, it makes it sound like, look, if you don't want to do, if you don't want to have sex, if that's what you believe, totally cool. It's your body, right? It's your choice. You can do whatever the hell you want. But- if Peter does it with someone else, I don't think that that means that he can't give of himself fully to you in a spiritual way as well, 
right? That's fair. Now, so- that's what I mean. And, and I guess what we're both kind of saying, and you bring up the point that she's 23, is that we are discussing this in a way and on a level that they never even got close to. <laughs> we're on a podcast. I, <laughs> so I agree with that. I agree with that. There's just no, they're like, it's like when Victoria and uh, Pete were on their date and she says, I was in a relationship where I didn't feel like the guy listened to me. And he goes, oh, really? And then like 20 minutes later, she goes, remember that really deep conversation we had? (laughs) And it's like, that was the most surface of deep possible. I really feel um, that. He has just, there was so much drama in the beginning of this season that lasted until the middle that he was focused on right. that he doesn't even know any of these women. Right. It's that time again to take a little break and tell you about cufflinks.com, our presenting sponsor. They're keeping the lights on here at DVR Podcast Network, and we are so pleased always to have them. It's a family-owned company. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. They've got over 60 brands, Hook and Albert, Ox and Bull, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. Also, man, they have so many licenses. Star Wars, Marvel, DC Comics, NCAA, NBA, NFL. If you follow cufflinks.com on Facebook, you'll see, guess what they're coming out with soon? The Child. That's right. Little baby Yoda, cufflinks, and tie clip, and tie. It's awesome. Everything they have that's geeky is fantastic, cool, quality, just like the wearable art that they have if you're going to an event. And if you have an event coming up yourself, reach out to Cufflinks. They'll help make sure everyone looks great. So go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Don't hesitate. Do it. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. Thanks. So I do want to comment on so one thing that you you brought up about her saying that she had sacrificed a lot. Yeah. So I I think more so what she was referring to was that she had been basically moving the goalpost further and further because she felt like Peter was worth it. You know, so she was she was pushing her reliefs, her, her excuse oh, me, her, her okay, beliefs. okay, I get it, you know? I get and that. So she okay, was, I gotta, like, I gotta accept that. You know, yeah, I, I think she was kind of pushing her boundaries, and and basically this this was it for her. This was as far as she could go. And okay, now that, that you I, say, I think you had it in the notes, and I still didn't understand. But now that you say it, like that goalpost, and I, I understand what you're saying. Is she was saying, um. Uh, basically, what she sacrificed is not, um, you know, like having sex or any of that because it shouldn't be a sacrifice because that's a choice. What right. she sacrificed is throughout watching him make out with different women and exactly. being involved in a situation like this where she was of more traditional bend. Right. Okay. I, that I get. I accept I, that. Yeah, because I think. The further she got into it, the more she realized Peter was worth she it. She didn't know what she was getting into. Exactly. That's and the then, theme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she didn't know what she was getting into. I don't think she realized she was going to have such strong feelings. Although um, Madison hasn't ever actually said that she was in love with Peter. 
Have you noticed that? I don't know. It's just like, who is the guy? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's, I think when, uh, when I remember, I don't know if this was a sex ed class or something that my mom said to me or something like, if you can't talk about sex with your partner, you shouldn't be having it. Right. And I feel like that's why I don't disagree with her stance on not having sex. Right. I mean, yeah, she's still obviously uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's okay. She kind of knows herself. Right. And, and I, that I respect, but in the end, Pete, you'd think Peter, you know, going out at the four times in the windmill could have a little better reaction to her. And instead of saying to her, Oh, you're giving me an ultimatum. You know, he could have at least said something like, wow, Madison, um, I get, I accept that totally. And that's part of the reason why I really like you, you know, is because you believe in what you believe you're strong, but, um, gosh, I really wanted to bang Victoria (laughs) or just like, God, this is a different experience for me because it was a weird setup how they have the airport convo Mm-hmm. And then he's basically going off with the ultimatum, but he didn't seem to even react to it on either of those dates. I I don't think he fully understood yeah. w- that there was an ultimatum being made at the But airport. he said it though. At the airport, know, he said it. I, I know, he, but I just, I still think in his mind, he was like, well, <laughs> you know, she's probably, yeah, just saying I think that. you're right. You know? <laughs> you're right. And I, I think because like deep down inside, he Oh, wanted- and that pies, hey, yo, Sarah, that totally plays into your sacrifice thing, right? Exactly. Where maybe then she's saying to him, dude, I told you, you didn't take me seriously, just like you didn't take me seriously before and before and before, you know, but maybe there's things we're not seeing. Wow. I'm gaining a new perspective out of this conversation. (laughs) I am. I am thrilled to hear that. (laughs) And it still ends up that Peter is the worst bachelor ever. (laughs) That's what it's still. I think he just has no, he's just like, he's like a ball of goo. I, you know, it's just, I don't it's know. Wild how much of like a thirteen-year-old boy instincts we have seen. You know, it's yeah. just like he. It. It's just. It. It honestly it makes. <laughs> it, I'm. I'm speechless, trying to describe it because it's just like, dude, what? What are you doing? Yeah, he's well. Okay. We've talked about Madison. Let's at least take a moment. Um, to talk about how beautiful, beautiful Australia is. Australia is um, beautiful. I this was fantastic. <laughs> I I loved that they went here, and and even Hannah Ann was like, "This is the best place we've been to yet." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, exactly. You're That's right, Australia." Girl. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I mean, the fact that they all are thrown together is weird. I thought it was hilarious when they were all like. How'd your hometowns go? And Victoria was like, good, like, great. Yeah. And just like kept very, like, mu- like very mute about it. <laughs> like, like no, no drama happened whatsoever at her hometown date. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as Hannah and Peter go, I just kind of feel like, bleh. Yeah. I, I thought their entire date was very boring. Yeah. Like, Jet, I mean, jet skis, uh, like, cool. And that's then, how I felt the hometown, bleh, like. Yeah. And and then they were, like, chatting on the beach. and Hannah They seemed like pals. Yeah. And Hannah was like, yeah, you can bang whoever you want. Like, you know, go ahead. <laughs> she doesn't. There's no, there's no really, you know, and that I don't think that's coming from, like, a, like a freewheeling perspective. I think it's more so coming from, I really don't care about you. You know, like. Well, I don't know about I don't that. Know. I I think she knows how to play this game and she well, knows how to play Peter. Yeah. I think and not in a bad way. I like kind of like what we've discussed before. Hannah Ann knows what the hell she's doing. You know, she knows she made how it to this win far. This. Exactly. And I don't think it's I don't think it's malicious. I think she just she knows what to do. She's done her research. She knows people in Bachelor Nation. She knows what has to be done to to win, you know, her prize Peter. 
I really, I, that's, that's, that's a great perspective because it's like she's on and she's still on an audition or something. Right. You know, and every episode she's like, I got a job to do and I'm showing up. Yeah. And she does the job, but she's not great at the job, but she does the job and she knows the guy. So Mm -hmm. she keeps on showing up and she keeps on coming back and, you know, yeah, the jet skiing was kind of boring, uh, but Australia is beautiful. My wife looked it up, and it, there actually is a city called the Golden Coast or the Gold it, Coast. It sounded like they kept saying Gulf Coast, and I and it was driving me crazy. I'm like, I know they're saying Gold Coast <laughs> because there's no way that they would allow them to continue to say Gulf yeah. Coast. But it just like sounded like it, and it was bothering me. And I, I was like, I should just put on subtitles so that I can tell that they're saying Gold Coast and not Gulf Coast. But yeah, that that's a side note. But I know it's a, it's like a part. It's a, it's a, uh, it's like an area, but it's also a city. Okay. You know, so it's like two things. So I think like there is the city, but then it also, when people say that they're going there on vacation or something, I think it encompasses a larger area, like almost okay. like a county or something, what we'd call it. Um, mm-hmm. But my, we were, we kind of had a long conversation about that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, I don't really even, to be honest with you, I don't remember much about this date. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it was pretty forgettable. And, and then in, they didn't really... They didn't show them waking up together. They just showed Hannah Ann coming back and sitting with the girls in a very awkward sense. And I feel like she kind of had an interaction with Victoria where they just like locked eyes and she was basically been she was basically like, Yeah, we hooked up. Like I think I feel like they kind of just like nodded mm, and you know, as yeah. like how how'd it go? And Hannah was like, Good. That and was I just awkward. I, I I feel like her eye contact with Victoria just kind of said it all. And there was um, th- this was I- I've seen this mentioned a couple of blog posts and whatnot. There was a little bit of weird editing with during the dates and then moving on from Hannah, and then Hannah gets back, and then she's talking to Madison, and then Victoria's going on her date, and then we flash back, but there where but it was like it looks like they're wearing the same clothes that they were wearing like the day before or something. Mm, And I I think that they were, yeah, I think that they were mixing in conversations that they had throughout. And it was a little bit of weird editing that went on here Mm. um, that I know, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but I think it was, I don't think they were actually wearing like the same outfits, like two days in a row. Like they went out, got changed and then got changed back into the same outfit. It was just, I think it was just editing leading up to Madison telling Hannah about the ultimatum, which then she'd tell to Victoria while Madison was on her date. Right. You know, they just needed it to work out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, The Victoria date Wow, that waterfall was awesome. That was beautiful. The helicopter. Wow. Yeah, I. I That's mean, all I got. I this was, <laughs> it was a very beautiful date. I thought it was hilarious when she was like, "Oh, we haven't even fought yet." Yeah, yeah. And I, I just because we don't, don't even know each other, and we. we don't I, even, I don't see any chemistry with them. Like, yes, nothing. Victoria is beautiful, drop dead gorgeous. I get it, but. It's just I I don't see the chemistry at the end of the day with the two of them. No, um, it was weird. And then obviously, I mean, it was pretty clear that they had a had a good overnight experience. Um, but it was weird that when they woke up, well, at least I mean, you know, contrary to Hannah and State, we actually saw the morning after with Victoria, yeah. and she she walks away without shoes on. Without a shirt on, which like I get it. Sometimes like the sports bra can be like utilized as a shirt. That's fine. But she didn't have any shoes on. I was like, girlfriend, you're walking down. <laughs> you're walking down a road. You're gonna hurt yourself. I and there and like you're in Australia. There are a lot of weird bugs. And yeah, stuff. I know. There's drop bears, things that fall from the trees. Um, yeah, she was definitely wearing like the most skin tight thing that she could walk back in to remind Madison. That she had just had sex with Peter. Yeah. Um, and then, she, and then yeah. she walks in. They're like, you look so skinny. Yeah. 
That was weird. <laughs> That's like a very like hot girl thing. To it was kind. I felt ba- I did feel bad for Madison at this point. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, with Victoria, I just felt like you're saying. I mean, I think that they have a a raw chemistry, a sexual chemistry, mm-hmm. but they don't get along. And they're, I mean, they would not watch. It's it's obnoxious. It's, it's just like, there's nothing there that was not romantic at all. And, and the thing is, is I noticed they're not really trying to push that. I can at least respect that, um, Mm -hmm. that in both the Hannah and the Victoria dates, I didn't feel like they were trying to overwhelm us with trying to convince us that there was some huge romantic bond here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't feel it. So let's talk a little bit about Madison's date and how I would never, ever, ever go on top of that building and walk up those stairs. My, my stomach was flipping I out. I jumped off my chair a few times. I couldn't make it. Well, I at one take point, it. it looked like Peter wasn't even strapped in. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but he was like walking kind of beside yes. her. And I was like, I literally was like screamed out to my roommate. I was like, hold on. Is he not strapped in right now? And it it was freaking me out the whole time. And then at one point they were like leaning over the side, just like relying on their harness. And I was like, That no. was what got me. I had no to close my eyes. See, my wife is not afraid of heights at all. And I I get like vertigo. I don't like heights. I also get vertigo. Yeah. And so I'm afraid of falling. Like I, I think actually it's fun to be up high, but I get like so dizzy and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot that it's just like, it's not a good idea. I'm freaked out that I'm going to like pass out and fall off the side. That's the way, you know what, Sarah, that's exactly how I feel. I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not really afraid of, f- I don't, I get the feeling that I'm dizzy. I'm going to fall, but yeah. I don't. It's not like uh, I think that like, I'm going to f- all of a sudden fall like I'm scared. It's that I get dizzy and right. I can't take it. And I, I yeah. wish I didn't because I actually think it's kind of – it's cool to look up real high oh, yeah. and be able to see everything. It's an awesome – view. the view was I, amazing. I love, I love a good view. Yeah. But I just like to be I love a good uh, view too. With, within walls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> me too. But yeah. that really scared the crap out of me. But you know what? That was kind of a little romantic. They haven't done a lot of those trust things. Yes. Yeah. Like with Colton season, they were up high all the time. Yeah. Jump, jumping off of things, yep. doing all sorts of things. Um, yeah. And I, I actually did think about that. There hasn't been a ton of that this season. No. And the, because – Remember, they'd always talk about how this made you trust each other and you mm-hmm. experience something together. And right. I think that they were kind of – this episode really was so Maddie-focused that I think they kind of saved it and that it was a nice – I mean, that was a fun date. And you know what? They really get along, don't they? They, yeah. I, I really think that it just comes down to them being incompatible in this other way. Right. That I don't think they're going to be able to get over. I agree. Like, yeah, like you can really have a lot of love for each other. But at the end of the day, if your values don't line up, yeah. whether that be, you know, religion, politics, what have you. Sports teams. That, yeah, exactly. Sports <laughs> absolutely. Like I could never marry a Dallas Cowboys fan. Let me you tell know? you, if I was a UNC fan, my wife went to Duke or mom went to Duke. If I was a UNC fan, my wife would have never went on a second date with me. <laughs> if I would have waited to tell her, that would have been like me as if I waited until like we were just about to get married and I said, honey. There's something I have to tell you, like Maddie telling uh, me I'm a UNC fan. She would have called off the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's just it can be a belief about anything. If if it doesn't line up, then it's no, it's most likely not going to work. If if that's something that's like super important to you, like it is for Madison, and that's okay. And especially this rollout, which did not engender trust in either of them. Right. Like he feels that she gave him an ultimatum and she feels that he kept on pushing her past what she was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, And in both respects, she could have left whenever she wanted. Right. She's free to leave and he could have let her go 
at any point. So if they can, if the bachelor, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on this. We're headed into another episode, women tell all, and then the finale, right? So we basically have like three episodes left. Right. And I think we're going to get our answer as basically the, the ending of this episode next week before women tell all, I I, think is is my understanding. I think so too. If they can kind of spin this into the star crossed, right? Like, but it really relies on Pete. And I just don't think he has the juice to be, to explain himself, to carry this narrative forward that he maybe didn't realize how much, right? Like I just, I think that she, by the end of the episode, when she was in the cocktail dress and crying outside, I felt she was doing kind of a better job of explaining how she felt Mm -hmm. a little bit better than she did at the tarmac, which I still don't really think that I could have known what she was talking about. Um, But I just don't know that Pete is going to be honest enough to like say to her, like why he had sex with them or why he didn't listen, why he didn't um, listen to her or really take her that seriously after talking at the tarmac, you know? Right. I, I think the conversation that they had at that moment needed to have happened a lot like ahead of time. I think the way she described it at that moment was perfect. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't use the word perfect. I think it, it, it made a lot more sense yeah. and it was a lot more clear and, and but it's like too and, much, too little, too late. Exactly. And, and by that time, the damage had been done. Um, and I did respect – I respected her a lot in this conversation though because like I said earlier, she said, I'm not trying to judge you. This is what I believe. And then also she was like, you don't have to tell me. I'm just letting you know this is how I feel. And, and so the fact that Peter did feel like he should tell her, I commend him for that, for being honest. That's and not- true. You know, and not kind of going <laughs> along with, with a lie and her always wondering if they Ooh, did or didn't. Imagine you know? if he had done that. Imagine if he – see, that's where he is such a weak bachelor because he just does nothing, you know? He's just like, oh, really? Or, or oh, I love you. Or, or don't leave, you know? He doesn't say something to her like, um, well – uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you whether I had sex with these women because to, in, to me, that would be breaking their trust and, right. and the experience I had with them. So you either, you either love me for, and respect me for that. And I'll respect you if you make a different decision and go away, but that's where I stand. Right. See? So there's like, or, or maybe say to her, I wish you had told me earlier, mm-hmm. you know, he just doesn't really respond. And when that's what you kind of need on this show, that's why maybe Kelsey wouldn't be such a bad bachelorette. I think she'd be talkative. I think she, honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be okay with her. I think I might, I think I'm warming up to it. I keep going back to this pivotal moment. I believe it was on their first one-on-one when he had brought back uh, Alea and she was like, you know what? I want you to exhaust all of your options and be able to pick me, which I think some people could say Madison should also have the same thought process. However, we're talking about Kelsey at this moment. I think that that attitude alone would maybe, you know, help make her a good bachelorette. Yeah. It's know? certainly more realistic for a show which has uh 20 something odd seasons of proof that right. people take people this far just so they can bang them in the fantasy suites. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like that's like yeah. bachelor 101, you know? Right. And hey, I do want to say this, I forgot to mention this earlier. There were uh, – Madison's not alone in this. There have been other um, people on The Bachelor who got upset 
and it didn't have anything to do with religion or anything. They right. just got it was upset. Just the, the, prin- the principle of yes. it, that, that you're about to propose to me, exactly, and, and you're hooking up with these other people so, a week prior. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I get it. You know, I, it, it makes sense. Like, it, that's a it's a weird thing. It's a very, very strange, weird. very strange situation to be put in. It is, but it should just, as with everything in this season, there needed to be more talking, mm-hmm. right? More listening. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, there was too much drama. But part of that was Champagne Gate, though that only lasted like half an episode, really. Yeah. And then, and then Kelsey and Hannah Ann became best friends. Yeah, there so. you go. See, Hannah <laughs> again, Hannah Ann. She is, she's a smooth criminal. I'm telling I you. I know. I know. Absolutely. So obviously Madison gets emotional, has to get up from the table, which I feel like Peter, like almost every one of Peter's one-on-ones has had a situation where someone's had to get up oh, from the table. Every single You know, one. Yep. isn't that weird? Um, but I, I, I commend Maddie for sticking to her guns and saying, this was my line and it was crossed and I – I'm sorry, I have to go, you know? And so that I'm like, good for you, girl. Like you, yes, you should have stated that a lot more clear and, you know, in the beginning, but she, she didn't fold, you know, on, on what she had said. Yeah. I mean, that's what she wants to do. So she did it. Yeah. I have no problem with that at all. And do you think, but the, the real question is, and then not to have too many spoilers talking a little bit, I did watch the preview. Did you watch the preview? Um, I did, but I was kind of annoyed by it because it gave away so much. I was like, excuse me. (laughs) I don't know if it did though, because I still kind of feel like. I mean, you never know until you know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, do you think now let's extrapolate. We started off this season with one of the things that Peter said that no one could spoil this season. Mm-hmm. Now right. we got two episodes left, not including the uh, the girls, women tell all. Right. Do you think that he said that because he's going to try to bring Madison back at after the final rose, and that I, is why he said that? I could see that happening. I, I, I think I have a feeling he's probably going to send Victoria home at the rose ceremony. Or oh, whatever. I think he's definitely for Madison. I think these other yeah. two girls are toast. He, and so I think, I think the, the drama and whatnot is going to be hit. He's very conflicted with Hannah Ann considering Madison's gone, but she's, Maybe. she's what he has left, yeah. you know, she, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've been hearing so many theories and I'm trying to stay away from them because I don't want to get influenced. And obviously I like, I'm glad that it hasn't been spoiled. So that's been comforting to know that anything I accidentally see is not a spoiler. So that's good. Um, I could but- see him. This is what I could see. You gave me an idea. Mm-hmm. He tries to convince himself that he wants to be with Hannah. And right. then in the end, he just can't go through with it. Yep. I believe it. Yeah. And, and I definitely see that happening. And then that's why we get the mom to go and find her, bring her home. (laughs) Yeah. That, my God. That's not healthy. I mean, I'm just dramatic. Oh, that is it. Yeah. That's not cool. I I need to know what, what that situation is about. (laughs) That did not look nice. Like she looked very upset. You know what I mean? And the whole situation didn't look cool. And also, if she was talking about any of these women, you don't know what you're talking about, Mom. We just watched this whole season. He shouldn't be running after any of them. Yeah. So he could he he needs to find someone totally different, or maybe maybe who knows? Maybe the final episode after the final rose, they do door number one is Hannah Beast. Door number two is Madison. What do you pick, Pete? <laughs> you know, I will say they have done a pretty good job the past, I guess, couple weeks of making me forget about Hannah B. Because I actually have forgotten about, not forgotten, yeah. forgotten about her. Obviously, Never I, forget. I'm, I'm a, I am a devout follower <laughs> of, my, of my Hannah Beast. But I kind of forgot about her in, in, in regards yeah. to her. 
And and I've been focused on these women more the past couple weeks and not about Hannah B. So that, you know, I commend the producers on that. They yep. they 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 spun it. They they worked it out. But I mean, I mean still Hannah, Hannah team Hannah B at the end of the day. Hey, they um, always suck us in in the end, don't they? Oh yeah. That's what they um, do. So I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Kelly did not get invited to Women Tell All. Yeah, that the, you know what? I wasn't super surprised. I mean, do you really think that she I just don't know that she would really add much to it, you know? And maybe they just figure it gives a little bit of mystery. She seemed to be kind of down. Uh, I don't know about on her on social media. But I wouldn't be surprised to find out she was just like kind of down on the whole thing. Well, I could definitely see that. Although I did see her hanging out with McKenna the other day. And McKenna was like making a TikTok in front of her. And Kelly couldn't be bothered. Um, So I thought that was interesting. I I would not expect her to be hanging out with McKenna of all people. But good for her. Um, You know, staying in the Bachelor Nation realm. I am sad to hear that potentially Kelly – I mean, that's – Basically, Kelly on her on her Instagram story or on, in a DM to someone said that um, she was not invited to Women Tell All, and I have a feeling she is so just like laid back about this whole thing that she would probably give away too much, and the producers think she's a liability. I have a feeling. I you know? I could see that too. Just yeah. not playing the game. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, which is disappointing because that means we probably won't see her in paradise or any anything ever again. You know, you never know. Sometimes people play this, and then two seasons later, they're, you know, they're True. they're they're very uh, talking about how much they love the Bachelor Nation and all that, and they're showing back up. But she seemed to have a career. She's doing her own thing. Yeah, I don't think she needs this. She yeah, she's a little her- bit of a throwback. Yeah, she has her life. She's just going to go back to being a lawyer, which is yep. like good for you, girl. Like you had, you know, a little bit of, you know, your 15 minutes and had some fun. And yeah, I don't think she really needs this in her life personally. So good for her. We'll see. I had yeah. heard that Natasha wasn't showing up, but then I saw her in the commercials. I was like, I hope she shows up. Yeah, I had also heard that Natasha had not been invited. But yeah, in the preview last they night. They showed her like three times. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe she did show up. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe Kelly is there and we just, you know, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I don't know yeah. what. I, I think that it's going to be interesting because I wonder how anti-Peter it's going to be, you know? Yeah. Um, you, True. You, they always play it like they're going to gang up on each other or they're, or one particular woman. But I have a feeling this might end up being a lot of them kind of like being like Peter wasn't much of anything, you know? Right. So yeah. we'll see. I hope so. That would be interesting That'd to be see. Fun. That'd be fun. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people hate on the women tell all. I personally love it. Oh, me I too. Think- I think it's like one of the best things about the season because you get a little bit more of a real take, I guess, so to speak, on it. I don't know. Um, I, I'm really excited about the Women Tell All. And it's fun to watch who's trying to make their name. Oh, right? yeah. There's oh, always yeah. Like, somebody. Who, like, like who's trying to vie for, <laughs> yep. for, for Bachelorette, for mm-hmm. Bachelor in Paradise, you know? Yep. We'll see. Well, that'll be yeah. fun. We'll be back next week. Um, I think, are they doing another half and half episode, like a three hour, like one hour bachelor, or is it over two days? I didn't even look. Um, I'm not 100% sure. So we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> yeah, but we'll be back either way. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can email us DVR podcast. Oh, you know what? I forgot. We had an email, another email from Peter. Oh. Um, <clears throat> okay, here we go. Uh, let's see, uh, wait, this is a long one, so I can't read the whole thing, but first off, Peter has a podcast on married at first sight, Australia, and I'll include the link in our show notes. Um, and he wanted to talk about pilot Pete. He said, I think his biggest problem is he believes everyone, but especially it is who he speaks to last. (laughs) He throws whoever has warned him about someone else under the bus by telling them who warned him. 
On his date with Victoria F., his old girlfriend warns him about Victoria. He then confronts her and tells her who told him. So you just know that she will make that poor woman's life hell from now on, <laughs> which is prob- from what we've heard. It's probably true. Um, Victoria then somehow gets him to apologize, even though she never answers to allegations, as you and Sarah pointed out. All the drama this season could have been handled if he just grew a pair. <laughs> I was expecting a good season this season as he seemed a good choice, but he has been totally annoying. I don't mind some drama on The Bachelor, but we want to see him fall in love in the end. And I don't think he has as his mind. I don't think he has as his mind has been elsewhere with all the drama. So we never got a chance to discover anything about the women like we usually do. So now at the end, we really don't care. The women themselves have possibly lost a chance to put their names forward to be the next Bachelorette, as most of them have been forgotten due to all the drama. Oh, well, can't wait for the spinoffs. Some badly needed fun again. Peter from Australia. Thank you, Peter, for Thank writing you, in. Thank you, Peter. And uh, hey, this is a lot of what we were talking about, you know? Yeah. He put it Absolutely. pretty succinctly. And that that's true about um, the Victoria date. She never even answered any of it. Nope. And the fact that he started <laughs> off um, her uh, his date with her yeah. by apologizing yep. again. That's true. What, what has this girl done to him? That is true, though. I for, the waterfall was so was so beautiful. I forgot. He de- he does. He goes. Yeah, we really need to talk about this. First off, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Like Nothing. I'm sorry. I should have like stayed to meet your parents. Blah blah blah. Like Peter. Come yep. on, yep. grow a pair. That's the truth. All right. Thank you, Peter. And not you, Peter. You, Peter in Australia has a pair, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But not Pilot Pete. But thank you, Peter, for the email. Anyone else can email us, dvrpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can also follow us on the Instagram. Sarah will take us out. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at bachelor. Batch it up underscore pod. (laughs) And I will be making a Twitter eventually one day, hopefully soon. And as always, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe.